Welcome back to Secrets in Nature. Hello, I'm Lexi and that's Rachel. Hello, I'm Rachel. And this is an exciting weekend because I'm home right now. I'm in New Jersey. I'm dog sitting for my parents and we got to do back-to-back interviews and it's been really fun and I can't wait to get them up on the podcast so you all can hear it. Yeah, and I only had to walk down the street to see Lexi and have to drive 40 minutes into Philadelphia. On 76. No, you didn't have to do that. So it was very nice. Yesterday, I don't know if you follow us on Instagram, but yesterday we had a whole endeavor. I found a gigantic, I guess it's not a leaf bug. Rachel yelled at me for calling it a leaf bug. It's called a Katie did. Okay, well. It's a weird name, but that's what it's called. (laughs) I texted, there's this giant bug in my house. It looks like a giant green leaf with legs. And I send a photo to Rachel and I said, there's a big leaf bug in my house. And she immediately responds like, that's a Katie did relative to the grasshopper. They're harmless. (laughs) Like name, relative, (laughs) what he's up to all in one text. Like she just freaking knew off the top of her head. She told me she Googled it, but it just seemed really on brand for her to have a response that quick yeah all i did was google big green bug in new jersey and that's the first (laughs) thing that came up so but we rescued him we got him the heck out of my house he's really cute but i just did not want him in this house if i had a giant leaf with legs in my bed when i woke up this morning i would have ended my shit so we (laughs) set him free in my backyard and i hope he's doing great i told rachel she could she should have kept him for a pet but she didn't nah he wanted to be free but you can go on our Instagram, um, I believe the animals highlight reel. Yeah, I put it on there and you can go see what it looks like. I held it. It was harmless, very gentle. I, I don't mind bugs if they're like slow moving and gentle. And that's what he was. So I picked him up and then he flew away into the night. Yes. And she literally released her hand and said, be free, little one. And he flew away. It was very majestic. <laughs> um but yeah go follow us on instagram at secrets of nature podcast and you can see our little guy there and you can also stay up to date with all of our episodes and all the fun stuff that we're doing so make sure you do that please follow us there we post i try to post like a couple times a week and add stuff to our story almost every day we are introducing our second ever guest this week and we are going to dive deep in to the law of attraction yes We get really deep into it and learn all about it, how to incorporate it into your life, how to change your mindset, how to get to work and start implementing this to start creating your dream life. Yes. I know people are really into that right now. So if you want to learn more about it, this is the episode for you. Yes. Manifestation is like a huge buzzword right now. And it was really nice to sit down with Danielle, who is a certified law of attraction coach. And she really dissects this for us, and we learned a lot. Yeah, she really broke it down for us and made it really easy to understand. So, without further ado, let's get into this interview. All right, so hello and welcome back to Secrets in Nature. Hi, I'm so excited. We have our second ever guest today, and her name is, da- oh my gosh, Danielle Pascal. Is that how you say it? That is correct, yes. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> welcome to Secrets in Nature. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. 
I'm so excited too. This topic can be so juicy and it's so interesting. So I'm so excited to dive into it. Um, but before we get started, do you mind sharing with us your backgrounds, um, how you got into the world of the law of attraction? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a licensed clinical social worker. So my background first started in mental health, I'm a mental health therapist. Um, and uh, just one of those things that I always wanted to do for as long as I can remember. So I follow through with that and love helping people and in that way. And um, I got into the law of attraction or I was introduced to it um, probably around uh, 2006, 2007. I've always been super curious about people's behaviors, what drives people to do things. Um, So that's why I went into the mental health field, but there was just more that I was searching for. I'm super curious. I want to learn about everything. (laughs) And, um, uh, I can't remember which, which thing happened first. One of the things was a friend of mine introduced me to the secret. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was produced in 2007. So I saw it right around when it first came out. And then the other thing that happened was another friend of mine who I knew from grad school. Um, she said, Hey, we're, back in the day when you didn't really stream things, <laughs> I feel so yeah. old. Um, hey, we're going to watch this thing. I, you know, I don't really know what it's about, but why don't you come? Sounds interesting. And it happened to be Abraham Hicks. Mm. And um, so we all sat in this person's living room and watched it. And it was the first time I'd ever seen her. And I was like, furiously taking notes on my cell phone. Um, and then a few years later, I went to a training in um, Santa Fe. And it's, um, I don't know if you've ever been out there, but it's beautiful. And um, on the West Coast, they're very, it's very um, different in terms of what they're open to and um, treatments right. and things like that. And so again, I happened upon this thing, Law of Attraction. <laughs> and so I bought my very first book that, um, which was Jack Canfield's um, Living the Law of Attraction. And I literally read it in an hour <laughs> and was amazed by it. And so I, little by little, I kept learning about it. And then um, come, I guess it was 2000 and. I think it was 13-ish, yeah, 2013-ish, I had um, had to have some surgery and I was home on medical leave and I was feeling really, really burnt out in my job. At that time, I was a supervisor for um, a community mental health. So I supervised all the outpatients, the the whole outpatient, I supervised all the clinicians and it was a really hard job and it was um, really hard time in my life personally as well. And so I'm sitting home recovering from surgery going, I don't know if I can go back <laughs> and what else that is there that I can do? I don't want to go to school again. I'm, I'm done. I'm burnt out on that. And so what, what can I do? I'm really good at what I do. I love what I do. How can I mesh this with something else? And I guess, so I don't know if I did a Google search. I don't know what I did, but I came up with, um, found some free webinars by Christian Mickelson and he's a life coach and made it sound like this was this easy thing that I could do. And, um, I just kept watching things and learning. And then one day I just happened to love attraction at its finest be sitting at work. Once I got back to work and I don't know if I was reading emails, something came to me and it was a training for, um, to be a law of attraction life coach. So I didn't even, 
this is probably the most impulsive thing, impulsive thing I've ever done. I didn't even vet it. I just hit join and joined the program. And it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made aside from going to grad school. And uh, within a year or so, I became a a law of attraction life coach. So that's just two of the hats that I wear. In addition to that, um, I am also uh, a yoga teacher. Um, Right now I'm a 200 hour um, level yoga, registered yoga teacher working on my 500 hour. So that's me professionally. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I also, I may or may not have looked you up on LinkedIn. Don't be weirded out, but you, did you go to Rowan university? So I, undergrad, I went to Rowan. Um, I was a psychology major and I graduated going, what in the world am I going to do with this? (laughs) I was so not prepared at all. And when I graduated, I think I may have had a little nervous breakdown. Um, But thankfully to my mom and to, you know, the school itself, um, they're, uh, I don't know, whatever the department is that helps you build your resume and all that stuff. Uh, Thanks to them, I started (laughs) my journey. And two years later, I went to, I decided to go back to school and go to grad school because I wanted to become a therapist. And that was that was the journey and I needed to do more. Um, so I, again, one of those impulsive things, I applied to Rutgers right before the cutoff date for grad school. And it was the only school I like, like I had to go and mail it overnight, <laughs> pay to mail my wow. application overnight. That's how, that's how cutting it close I was. And, um, I only applied to one school and I got in and, um, went full time so that I could get out and do what I got to do. So, yeah. Well, we share an alma mater because I went to Rowan. So that's nice. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So let me ask you this before we get more into the law of attraction itself. So because you're um, a therapist and mm-hmm. you're a certified law of attraction coach, do you utilize the law of attraction with your clients always or only if they're interested in that type of approach? So that's a good question. Um I will tailor it to the feeling I get from the clients. Like the vibes you get? Yes, with the vibes that I get. But I will still use the processes that I've learned. I just will not, um, I won't come out and be like, oh, this is the law of attraction. Or, you know, I will keep it very, I will keep it very generic and very simple. Everything that I teach, I, I keep things very simple. Um, There are some clients who kind of sense that that's where I'm going. So they'll ask Mm -hmm. more questions or they'll they'll bring it up. And again, you attract people that you have things in common with. And that even goes for, you know, clients that you work with. So there's there's quite a bit of clients that um, we can talk very openly about it. Um, But the, the processes that I know and that I use and that I teach can, I can teach to anybody and it doesn't have to be a specific conversation about law of attraction. Right. Cause I can imagine that some people probably are like, might think it's like too out there for them. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's yeah. why I was curious. Yeah. I feel um, like the therapist background is so great to have, like when you're um, a law of attraction coach, cause you're already good at like dealing with people and, and how the brain how works. Feeling. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, a couple, no, uh, Uh, back in like 2016, there was a short period of time that I was writing articles for this online magazine. Um, And one of the articles I wrote was specifically about the law of attraction for, you know, beginners, like what is this thing? But one of the things that I identified in there was being, um, being a therapist, lots of the techniques that we use, if you really look at it from a law of attraction point of view, it's all interconnected. 
And then when I did my yoga teacher training, it was the same thing. You know, we were studying the yoga sutras and you can find the law of attraction in there too. It's not specifically spelled out, you know, this is the Mm -hmm. law of attraction, but if you understand what it's really all about, you can see that it is part of everything that we do. So will you tell us in your own words, will you just describe the law of attraction for someone that might not be familiar with it? Absolutely. So again, I keep things very simple. Um, and, uh, as, uh, you know, Abraham six would say it is like attracts like, um, and I like to describe it to people as thinking about a magnet. And so if, you know, we've all played with magnets and they'll attract, you know, they'll stick to each other, or if you turn them around, you know, they'll repel each other. And so, the law of attraction basically says like attracts like. So there's more to it, of course, and there's a lot more in depth, but the simple version of it is where my, what, where my attraction is, where my folk, I'm sorry, where my focus is not my attraction. I said it backwards where my focus is, is what I'm going to attract. And so if I'm completely in a headspace of worry, 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 even though I don't want those things, And, you know, I'm saying, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. It's more than likely that you're going to bring that thing into your, into your environment because it's all energy. And what we send out is energy. And when we send it out, that energy out, it's not hearing your words of, I don't want this. Mm -hmm. It's just feeling the energy of what that is. And our thoughts are energy and when they are measurable, And so it's very important what we're thinking and what we're feeling, because that's how we attract things into our existence. Yes. I just read The Secret over the summer. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that really stuck with me was just the fact that the universe can't tell the difference between I want and I don't want. It Mm -hmm. just knows the thing you're thinking of. Yeah. So that's so interesting. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) I was talking to my dad earlier and I told him what we were doing later. And he was like, what the heck is the law of attraction? I was like, you have to listen to the podcast. (laughs) It'll help you. Yes. I'm I'm, yeah. I've had the same um, conversations before and, and some people get it quicker than others. Um, And sometimes um, even when I think I'm being clear and explaining it clearly and directly, I still have the, I still don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely depends on the person. Yeah, absolutely. And how open they are. Yep. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So how, in your opinion, is the law of attraction a secret in nature? Well, I think it's only a secret because you're either open to it or you're not, because (laughs) as as I view it, it's a law and it's working, Mm. whether you believe it or not, it's always working. And so discovering it as a discovering the secret of it really is just discovering how to be a deliberate creator in your own life and how to make the things that you want come to you by just adjusting your own stuff. It's learning what you have control of and what you don't have control of. And that is Oddly enough, sometimes a bit of a secret because we get very confused about the things we do have control of versus the things that we don't have control of. Absolutely. So I honestly only think it's a matter of more awareness, more education, just getting it out there more Mm -hmm. um, so people can build their insight and awareness. Um, 
And really, I think that's the only reason it's a secret. It's not really a secret. It's just that some people aren't um, as aware, you know, their, their awareness just hasn't come, come to that place yet. Yeah, definitely. totally. I feel like I've heard of it for the past couple of years. I've heard people mention it, but it wasn't until this year that I actually was like, let me actually like go and see what that's about and learn about it. So I feel like it has to do with where you're at in your life. Uh-huh. Like right now, I definitely want to change my life. So that's why I feel like I've become, I like, I'm attracted to it because I want to actually implement it into my life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can just remember as far back as being a kid and not even knowing what it was, just noticing these synchronicities or just little things that would happen, but I didn't know what it was. It was just these things and um, things were coming. Like some, I don't know, last week, something came back to me and I can't even remember now what it was. And I was like, wow, I was really young. And to have that thought. So I think I was just, like I said, I've always just been searching. I've always been curious. There's always to me been more to find out more to this, just like, this life as it is, there's got to be more to it. And so, um, but it, it comes to you when you're ready for it, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it, it might come to you sooner, but at that moment you're like, eh, I'm not there yet. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on my journey. I love that you said that because one of my questions that I actually wrote down was, um, do you view your knowledge on the law of attraction as something that you learned and it changed your life? Or do you view it more as like a remembering of knowledge that was already inside of you? You know what I mean? Like something you knew since you were a kid, like you said. Yeah, I definitely feel like it was something that I've always known. And like I said, I mean, even being wanting to be a therapist, I mean, I can remember when I was probably like 10, knowing that that's what I wanted to do. I mean, how crazy is that? None of my friends knew what they wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was this weirdo that was like, yeah, I want to be a therapist. <laughs> I had no idea why. Um, I just, it was something I was drawn to. And again, I think, I think it was just something that was always inside of me. Um, and, um, I've always been on this journey. Um, I've been told in past lives, I was a helper and that, um, I was, you know, this isn't something new to me. So I think it's always been there within me. It just, it just needed to be, you know, the fire just needed to be lit, um, and just get some of that information. Yeah. Have you done past life regressions? No, I have done, um, my yoga teacher actually gives what's called, she does, um, Vedic astrology, Vedic astrology. Is it Jill? Yeah. Yeah. We're interviewing her tomorrow morning. Oh, yay. That's so awesome. And when we did one of my readings, um, she was able to see, um, you know, some of these things that went a little further back. So like, I'm not a brand new soul. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I must be, cause I had a reading from her and she did not tell me anything about my past life. Yeah. I mean, we've had a bunch. (laughs) Yeah. We've had a bunch and she knows me pretty well. We've, you know, I've, I've been with her since um, I did my first teacher training with her in 2009. So yeah, she's known me pretty well for a long time. <laughs> That's awesome. It may have awesome. also been something that I asked too. Because so, <laughs> maybe I need curious. to keep doing them. I need to keep doing the readings so she yeah. gets to know me and can yeah, see exa- them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so recently, I've been hearing a lot about law of attraction and manifestation, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's like a difference between the two. So manifestation is one of those key words when you talk about law of attraction. So there's a, there's, um, there's a few, not a few, there's probably many, um, that get thrown around within the law of attraction. And it's also based on maybe who you follow and who you listen to. So 
I was um, trained specifically in um, the processes of Abraham Hicks, who is Esther and Jerry Hicks. Um, and um, so she uses things like the words vortex or um, attract. Um, you'll hear, she says a lot of times rockets of desire, which is probably my favorite, um, being a deliberate creator manifestation. So it's just other words that are part of the um, description or the learning of the law of attraction. Okay. I hear so much about Abraham Hicks and I have yet to actually watch anything by her. Mm-hmm. And I really need to listen to her because I feel like she changed so many people's lives. She is fantastic. Um, I've seen her live once, which was like a dream come true. Really? <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I could have sat there all day. I could listen to her all day. But the thing about what I like about her is she's got such a great sense of humor, too. Um, and so, you know, I love, I love that. Um, I know there's other ones, um, other people out there that, you know, these beings will speak through them. Um, I kind of have touched on some of them reading wise, but never really watched anybody else. Um, but like I said, you know, that's where my training was. So, um, literally all of my training, my certification was every pretty much almost all of her books and the processes in her books, um, that we learned how to, how to implement and how to teach um, our clients. Um, are you familiar with the law of one at all? Um, I think it's a book or a collection of, of like channeled text similar to, um, so if you're not familiar with it, that's okay. But in case anyone listening isn't familiar with Esther Hicks, um, we don't, or Abraham Hicks, we don't have to really get too into it, but she, Esther Hicks is the channeler, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she channels a group of non-physical beings called Abraham. Um, I was going to tie it into the law of one because I think that they really touch on like social memory complexes and like groups of beings that like assemble one consciousness it gets really deep you really have to do research it's crazy but um can you tell us about just the the essence of her teaching and what was so inspiring to you oh my gosh there's so much (laughs) um yeah um when I really got into so like I said way before I even did my certification I had seen it um I don't know if it was live or not whatever we were watching and I was just I was just truly amazed by all the things that she was saying. It resonated with me so much. It wasn't until a few years later that I really got um, starting my certification that I really started to understand and study it. I think I saw it that one time and then, you know, I just kind of went by the wayside. I was like, well, I don't know where I, this is probably before like YouTube and things like that, or that I had access to those things. So it wasn't as readily available. Um, and, um, I think what resonates so much with me with the processes that we use is that as a therapist, um, what I, um, use so much as a therapist is the connection between your thoughts and your feelings, um, and the, and changing what we're thinking, it will, you know, lead to changing what we're feeling and sometimes vice versa. And, one of, um, I feel like all of her, you know, everything that the law of attraction teaches is about that connection. And she goes so deep into it, but her, um, 
the processes start out with very simple to more complex, but they really all have to do with what she calls your emotional guidance system. And it's identifying what you're feeling and do I want to feel this? Is this something that I want to feel? If it's not something that I want to feel, then how do I change this? And that's what the processes help with. And a very specific process in there is looking for the, um, finding the, um, the better feeling thought is very, very much closely related to, I think, in my opinion, um, using something that we use in therapy very often, which is cognitive behavioral therapy or solution focused therapy. Um, and that's what most clinicians use and because it works, um, it's, it's, you know, the efficacy of it, it works, it's short term, and it really teaches you to change its behavior, changing behavior. And what she teaches, the processes that she teaches is essentially the same. You're changing your behavior. You're becoming more aware. You're gaining insight. You're changing, you're gaining perspective. Um, and then therefore you're, you know, you're able to change your behavior and make better decisions or more deliberate decisions to the things that you want versus the things that you don't want. Mm-hmm. I was actually listening to a podcast and he was interviewing, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but the author of The Secret mm-hmm. and, she, and like her new thing now is like awareness. And she was talking a lot about that. And I thought that was really interesting and how like yeah. every day she like wakes up and she's like, I'm aware. And like, eventually just, you just are aware. You don't have to like ask yourself anymore. Yeah. I mean, the first, um, the first homework assignment I give any client, whether it's a life, you know, a coaching client or a therapy client is awareness building because it it's really amazing how we just go from day to day and we're not very aware of what we're thinking, um, or even what we're feeling because we think it's so outside of us. And so that's just step one. Were you talking about Rhonda Byrne? I'm sorry. I had to step away. That's her name. (laughs) Um, my dog started barking and I had to grab him. I'm oh my sorry. gosh. Well, he's so Very cute. Needy. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> were you, so you were just talking, cause I know you were listening to Rhonda burn interviews, Rach earlier today. And so were you just talking about how she has to wake up and she yeah. choose, choose to be mindful. Yeah. Awareness is what she was using, but I think mm-hmm. she's actually writing a book or maybe she already did about awareness. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was, yeah, she funny. had, the, I think she has a second book called, um, the greatest secret. And it's more about yeah, humans. And I, I really want to read that one next. Mm. Um, but I have, speaking of her, I want to ask a question about her while we're on the topic. Um, but I went on her website while I was prepping for this interview. And um, she said she did extensive research and found examples of the law of attraction in nearly every religion, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you're aware of. Um, but she has like multiple examples of like Bible verses that say things like ask and it will be given to you or everything is possible for him who believes. Um, There's so many. It's so interesting. And then she even says like in Buddhist religions, they say that particular wishes are granted when they go to a sacred place. So my question for you is, do you think prayer is its own form of the law of attraction? Like just setting an intention and sending a message. That is, that is definitely part of it. Um, I always like to say that prayer is the asking and meditation mm. is the listening. 
because when you're praying, you're very active in it and you're either setting an intention, you're praying for something, right? You're asking for something when you're meditating, you are trying to, I wouldn't say quiet the mind. Cause you're never going to be able to quiet the mind. There's just too much going on there, but you are trying to be in the moment. And there are often times where in meditation, you will hear the answers. Um, so there is a part of the meditation piece that is about being quiet, um, and being still and finding the softness. And so absolutely. Um, and you know, I think it's just, it really just is, I think everything just has a different name to it. Right. Like, just how she, like I said earlier, I mean, I found it in the yoga sutras. Um, I can't remember exactly what line it was. I do not have things memorized, (laughs) but, um, I found it in a couple of lines in the yoga sutras, which, um, you know, I was, you know, which is an ancient text. And so I think you can find it in, in many different places. And if you're looking for it, just like anything else, yeah. you're, you're going to find it. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm just obsessed with the idea of like every religion being connected and someone who might be a devout Catholic and would like scoff at something like this, but mm-hmm. it, it's, it's all connected and it's all just the same processes mm-hmm. just with different names. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's what I love about it too. And like, I, I'm so curious. I want to learn about everything. <laughs> I, I definitely can't learn about every religion, but, um, yeah, I would, um, I would definitely agree that it, it's all connected. We've just kind of, um, it, everything's just stemming off of, you know, something that is one, we are all one. We just choose to, you know, we just choose to call it something different. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'm wondering, do you have, do you teach people, your clients techniques on how to like change their mindset? Cause I feel like that's one of the hardest things is when you're always having negative thoughts Mm -hmm. or self-doubt like how do you just change that like how do you implement this into your life oh gosh so many ways so um basically whether you're in therapy or whether you're working with a coach or a mentor whatever it is the overall goal is changing your mindset Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about and so depending on who you work with is dependent on what you know, what assignments or processes or instruction that you get. Um, there's, there's, there's so many. And like I said, um, the first place that I start with everybody that I work with, whether they've been in therapy or not is with a very simple process of awareness building. So that way you understand that at any given moment throughout the day, your thoughts can change along with your mood And because lots of times we'll say, oh, we had a horrible day and we completely miss that bright spot that lasted for three hours. But because we had this like maybe one hour period where things felt terrible, we focus only on that. And so it's so important. That's part of changing the mindset is recognizing where your thoughts are going, how they're related to your feelings, how things change, not only throughout the day, but throughout the week, throughout the month building that that's and that's the that's the first one that I start with and but there's just like there's a ton more ways to do that yes I wanted to ask you because like Rachel was saying the law of attraction is getting so trendy and like the word manifestation is like a buzzword right now (laughs) yeah and 
like if you go on TikTok, you'll see so many TikToks and it'll be like a girl like, oh, here's how to manifest your dreams. And it's like, write, write this sentence three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon and nine times at night. And it's like very specific manifestation methods. So I just wanted to know your opinion on those, because I guess if you have the same intention, you could really get a result from anything. Right. But I just want to know your opinion. Well, there's a lot more to it than just writing this intention down or an affirmation down. Um, The deeper part of it is, which is where people get lost. The deeper part of it is, what are you feeling? Right. Mm -hmm. Because you can have an intention of, I want this, but if your energy and your, what we call vibration and your base, which is basically your feelings does not match up with that, Mm -hmm. then you're sending out signals that are very confusing and You got to get really, that's the other thing about it. You have to be super clear because if you're not clear, the universe is like, well, wait a second. I thought you wanted this, but now it seems like you want this over here. And it's, you know, you're, you're just, you're just not sending out the right message. So you have to, I mean, I'm, I I don't know how TikTok works because I'm not (laughs) on it, but I understand that there's short videos Um, and I think what's happening, just like with anything, what happens is somebody learns something and then they share it, but you miss the mark because you miss, you miss the meat and potatoes of the thing. Mm -hmm. And so then people, I hear a lot, well, you know, it doesn't work. Well, it does work, but you're not, you got to learn more than just saying an affirmation or writing this down three times. There's a lot more to it. And, you know, there's the law of attraction, but there's also, you know, the law of allowing, you know being deliberate or creator, you know, all these things, there's, there's, they, they say there's seven essential laws, but then there may even be more than that. Um, I am not an expert in those. I'm still diving into those myself. I'm still trying to, um, the law of allowing is probably the one that people get stuck in the most. Um, and I personally, the same, because if you want something, you have to be very clear about it, put it out there, set the intention, but the other part is you got to just allow it yeah. and just let it go. Yeah. And no self-sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> but most of us are like, but I have this picture that I need it to look like this. So the thing that you want could have possibly happened and get, been given to you, but you missed it because it didn't look exactly the way that you wanted because you didn't let go of it. You didn't allow it to just unfold how it was going to. Yes. Yeah. I think it's hard for people to get like really deep. And I think like if you're someone that self-sabotages or has, you know, negative thoughts, you have to think like, okay, well, why do I have this, these mm-hmm. thoughts and like where they come from? And that's where you really start doing like the, work. the deep work. Yeah. 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 It's so it's, you know, I think what you said um, earlier, Lexi, what about the, you know, write these things down and that specific things that's scratching the surface of it. Mm. Um, you know, I've been practicing this for a long, long time. I'm a therapist. I practice everything that I give my clients, you know, um, and I'm still working at it. You know, Mm. you never become an expert at it. You're always unfolding things. We all sabotage ourselves. We all have negative thoughts. We all feel bad. Sometimes, um, we all focus on things we don't want at times it, that stuff's never going to go away. It's part of life. Stress happens. Life can be really Mm. crappy. Um, but it's about learning, well, what do I do with it? And then how do I become that deliberate creator? What's that awareness? What's, what's, you know, building that insight, changing the perspective. Yeah. And, um, just based on what you said about how you can ask for something, but if your if your vibes aren't matching it, 
that sounds like a silly way to say it, but like if your energy isn't matching it, you're not going to see the results you want. And I, and that's why, you know, gratitude is so important Mm because then you're putting yourself on the wavelength of receiving. Yeah. So um, earlier I mentioned um, the emotional guidance system. Yes. So how um, Abraham Hicks uses it, it's a scale from one to, I think, 26. Love is at the very top, fear is at the bottom. Mm. So there are strongest emotions, you know, one's very heavy. Um, the other one is, you know, love and gratitude. And so we want to be more towards the love, but sometimes we're headed down to the fear. I know I hang out there a lot sometimes. Um, and so, you know, gratitude is a wonderful way. Practicing gratitude is a wonderful way to change the mindset because you're getting yourself up the scale to a better feeling And you're also getting yourself up to the, um, that vibration, that energy that's closest to love, which will then help you with the thing that you want or with whatever that you do want. And so, um, one of the, um, I'm sure you guys are familiar because also very becoming trendy or just more well-known is Brene Brown. Um, and no, I'm actually not familiar Okay. So are you right? <laughs> yeah. I've listened to like an episode of her podcast before. Yeah. So, um, she actually is a licensed clinical social worker and she's a researcher. Um, and I'm not going to pretend to know all her background and what she does, but I love that she researches, uh, so she researches one of the things that she's been researching is shame. Um, and, uh, one of the things that, um, they have found is that what sets people apart successful people apart from, you know, and, and happier people apart from those that aren't as happy or confident is, um, they all practice gratitude. Mm. Oh, wow. So that tells you how big of how, you know, how much, how important practicing gratitude is. Yes, absolutely. To forget to do that. Just to like not notice all the amazing things in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to, I mean, you know, listen, life, life happens pretty quick. We live in a very fast paced world. Things are coming at us all the time. It's easy to get caught up in lots of things and forget to look around and enjoy all the wonderful things. It's, it happens. Yes. And I also love, I mean, this is also just, just like gratitude, something you can just practice implementing into your life, but like feeling the feeling that you would have physically mm-hmm. when you got the thing and I um like a few months ago I was watching all the Jim Carrey videos on YouTube where he like went on Oprah and talked about the law of attraction mm-hmm. and he said like he would just go outside and look at the sky and just look up and, and know that he was going to be a millionaire one day and like it sounds stupid you have to watch the videos I get like chills when I watch <laughs> them but, but like just feeling the feeling like what would mm-hmm. it feel like like I, you'd feel so like like sometimes I think about the things that I really want in life and they would make me like giddy with passion. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, so just the, just visualization as well as gratitude. Right. Absolutely. But feeling the feeling you're right. Um, but the, the giddy feeling, the really excited feeling, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there was something in my life that I really, really wanted, but when I would think about it, it created a lot of, it was a lot of fear and anxiety. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of work that I had to do around that to, be able to attract that thing to get closer to it. So the feeling is, is super duper important. And that that's the thing that gets missed a lot, but yeah. So what are some success stories that you've seen through your coaching? 
I want to hear them. So when you, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was thinking about this and, um, I should, I should like make lists and stuff. There's so (laughs) many, um, but, uh, you know, nothing comes to mind that was like super extraordinary. Um, again, because I go back to basics and I go back to like celebrate the wins and the small win, even if like it's the the smallest win ever. Mm -hmm. So there's like a lot of just, you know, little things that people are able to, um, attract or manifest. Um, and, but there are some pretty big things too. Um, one of my clients who is actually a, um, a therapy client, not a coaching client, but, um, she is, um, she's, you know, young adult and, um, she has done so much fantastic work. So I don't know if it's this, this success story is more about the work that I've seen her do, especially being the age that she is and the, the, the changes in her mindset that she was able to make when she first came to see me, it, she came um, for the first session with her mom, her did, her mom did all the talking and she wouldn't, even when I saw her, you know, for the end, the end part, I wanted to see her alone. She really wouldn't say anything very timid. Um, and then she had to cancel an appointment and it came from mom. And at this point, you know, I said, you know, if you need to cancel an appointment, you need, I need to hear from you. This was her first step into being brave. And, um, you know, I won't get into the specifics. Um, but she, the changes I have seen her make over the last year, I mean, she has done things that have scared her so much that she would refuse to do them. Um, things that really needed to happen, uh, medical things that needed to happen. Um, and just to see, um, her, hear her say now versus then, I mean, she sets all up all her appointments with me. It's all her now she needs to cancel or anything. It all comes from her. Um, when she gets homework assignments for the most part, she follows through and then she'll even like share, you know, send them to me. Um, and, uh, but just to hear the change in her mindset has been amazing to hear this girl come from, I'm so scared of this, that I can't do it To I really want to push through this because I want to go do other things. And I have other goals where she had no goals before. Um, so that's one that really, really stands out for me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm so proud of her. She's still one of my (laughs) clients. I'm just, I'm just, I gushed about her because I'm so proud of her. Um, and I I tell her all the time and, uh, I mean, I know for my, I can share one for myself. Yes, Um, please do. When I was in my horrible job that I had mentioned before, um, and trying to just find my way out of it. Um, and I had a lot of work to do. I had a lot of work to do on myself. So, and I, I tell this story publicly all the time, but, um, at the, at the time I decided, um, to work with, um, a life coach who was still a student in the program that I had completed. And because you need to get a certain amount of hours. So I was like, okay, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll give you some hours. And that's Mm -hmm. all I was there to do. I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'm just going to show up to give her some hours. And I just played it off. Like I have nothing to work on. Like she's going to practice. She's just going to practice. It's fine. And I will tell you, I don't remember which session it was, but I know before one of them, I was like, I really don't want to do this, but I'm here to help her. So I hopped on the call and I will tell you, it was the most eye-open experience <laughs> that I had had in a long time. And it really, really helped me, you know, 
work on a lot of my own stuff that I needed to work on. And from there, I was able to set my intention and set my goal to leave the job that was so terrible. It was just, it was just awful. I felt awful. I was so burnt out and I made the decision that I was going to leave. And the one I, I was very clear about one thing. And the thing that I was clear on was I wanted to work from home. That was it. I didn't care about the rest. I didn't care. I was like, I will leave the field entirely. I don't need to be a therapist anymore. This is how burnout I was. And, um, I had gone out for my third medical leave at this job for another surgery. And in that time, I was still looking for jobs and up pops this job, work from home that just so happened to be for an LCSW. Now, back in back then, this was unheard of. LCSWs did not work from home. You know, you're always expected to be in the office. And uh, so I immediately I, I applied. I went on that interview while I was on medical leave in a boot on my foot because it was for a broken foot. And um, I went when I went back to work, I gave my notice two weeks after I got back. And that to me was like the biggest one for me because I just put it out there. This was I was yeah. super clear on it. This is what I want. And I didn't care about any of the other details. I would have like sat in front of a computer and like did data entry all day long. Mm -hmm. That's how, you know, that's how bad Mm -hmm. I wanted to get out. So that was my biggie. Um, I've had so many other ones, like little ones here and there. Um, So that was my big one, but it's a lot of little stuff. I'm sorry. Do you think becoming, um, do you think becoming clear on your intention was the most powerful part of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I needed to be clear. I was clear that I wanted to leave, that I was burnt out and it was time and I wasn't feeling guilty about it anymore. Um, I had improved my confidence. I had improved my love for myself. Like there was a lot that I had to work on. And when I made that decision, I made that decision feeling very strongly about it. And I was Mm -hmm. very empowered when I made that decision. And like you said, feel the feels. Yeah, I love that so much because rather than just saying, like, focusing on why you didn't like your current job, mm-hmm. instead, you put your focus on what you wanted instead. You said, well, this is what I do want. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I focused it a long time on what I didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so much easier. It's so much easier to focus on what you don't want. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You think that you can, like, accidentally attract something? Or like use a law of attraction without like even really realizing it. Well, I do believe it's working whether you believe it or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause like when I was in college, all I wanted, like my dream was to work from home and like, that's all I wanted. And cause I'm like a home buddy. I don't like, I won't, sometimes I won't even leave my house. Like I don't care. <laughs> and I had a job for about six weeks working in an office, the pandemic hit and I've been permanently working from home ever since. Mm-hmm. And like, Sometimes you don't even like realize the connections of like, oh, like I did want to work from home and I just totally forgot that I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Got to so celebrate like, that win. I know. <laughs> I do miss working in the office sometimes. I miss like the communication and like seeing people. Yeah. But it is nice working from home. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's so interesting, Rach, that you said that. Just like the idea of thinking about something for a really long time yeah. and then not even real and then like kind of forgetting about it and then it manifests. I think that's I only crazy. thought about it because you were saying like, oh, I really wanted to work from home. And I was like, at one point, I really wanted to work from home and now I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, sometimes it takes, listen, sometimes it takes years for you to attract what it mm-hmm. is that you want. Um, and sometimes it happens in a day or a week. Yeah. yeah. 
I feel like I've always had in my head because I was a radio TV film major in college and my mom was didn't love it. She was like, you're going to be living here for the rest of your life. <laughs> and she she meant she it was coming from love. She just, you know, wanted me to be successful. But I, I always thought, like, I'm going to have a job. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'll get a job. And I got a job right out of college. Like, I just think, yeah, your mindset, like if you mm-hmm. if you believe something will happen, it will. Absolutely. If there's not a doubt in your mind. And if you're, I feel like there's people out there that might be like, oh, I'm trying to get into this whole manifestation thing and it's not working. And I, I feel like people could have limiting, limiting beliefs without even realizing that they have them. Oh, absolutely. That's where the awareness comes in. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely didn't believe in myself when I was applying for jobs. I didn't get name. It takes so long for me to find a job. Cause like, I was like, I can't do this. Like it's not working. I'm failing at everything. You think it delayed the process. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. You're in that place of uh, lack or the place of contrast, as you call it. And so, you know, if you believe it's you're going to be a failure, then it's going to, you know, but again, it doesn't, it's just a belief is a thought we have over and over and over again. It doesn't mean that it's something that's a hundred percent true. Maybe you Mm -hmm. failed something one time or a few times, but it doesn't mean a hundred percent that you're a failure. Um, And also it's okay to fail because that's how we learn our lessons. But the, you know, what we, what we resist persists. Mm -hmm. And so if we continue to resist something, it's just going to persist. And so, yeah, that could have delayed it. You know, we have so we have more control over our own lives than people think we do. Yes. Yeah. It's hard, but like, I think it is good to accept your failures and not just be like, oh my God, something's wrong with me because I keep failing. Yeah, it is. It happens to everyone. Absolutely. And I think part of the journey in with the law of attraction is learning that it is okay. And that just because something didn't happen, doesn't mean you made it happen to yourself kind of thing. Like one of my injuries that I was out at that job for was um, I fell down and I broke my foot and I'll spare you all the details, but I was in a place of guilt for so long that I did this to myself. And I can't believe I did this because of where my mindset was. And, and so that was, you know, it was a learning experience for me to just accept that. Yes. My head was in not such a great place. So this thing happened because I wasn't focused. I was, you know, concentrated on other things, but yeah, I think, um, and even, um, you know, even Abraham talks about that too, you know, the guilt that sometimes comes along with it in that journey, as you start learning about the law of attraction that, oh my gosh, I made this happen to myself. Um, and, uh, and I found myself there and I was so guilt ridden and I was berating myself and I can't believe you did this and what a failure and look at all the things you missed and blah, blah, blah. Um, but really it was a learning experience because it made me open my eyes to the things I wasn't paying attention to. And if I had been paying better attention or just listening and taking, um, you know, action quicker or done things that were better for myself my road would have taken a different path, but it's taken, you know, it took that path because that was the road it was supposed to take. And when I look back at it now, if I didn't go down that road, I wouldn't have the wonderful things that I have right now. And so I can be very grateful for those experiences, even the part of me beating myself up because it came with a lot of learning, a lot of transformation. I'm reading this book called Outwitting the Devil. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have not. Um, It's kind of like a success book. But it was written in 1938, I believe. Okay. And the guy, it was only published like a couple of years ago, I think. And the guy goes into saying like, he studied successful people and like, 
why they're successful and why people are are failures and he says like every successful person goes through like a period of like failure or something really hard and like that's what kind of makes them be able to like be great drives them go yeah it's because they go through really like dark periods and like I'm only in the beginning of the book yeah yeah, I wrote it down I'm gonna have to look that one up um having gone through my own very dark places um Mm -hmm. And thankful to have them and the guidance that they had and the support that I had, but they were huge times of transformation. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the, but at the same time, I always, I always knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. So I I never got stuck there. Um, I might've been there for a long time, but I always knew at some point this will end, I'll get through it, you know, whatever. Um, But it has made me a better person. Um, It has made me more successful. It has taught me a lot. It has helped me be a better therapist, a better coach, a better helper, a better friend, you know, a better family member. So it does teach it it, if you allow it to. And like you said, those Mm -hmm. successful people do, um, you can come out on the other end with so much knowledge and so much wisdom. So let me ask you this because, um, just based off of that, because I've also been loving the idea as far as the law of attraction goes that, we in our society are trained to think that you have to work really hard to get Mm -hmm. anything. And the whole idea of the law of attraction is, well, that's not actually true. And the universe is always working for you. And we just, we have this belief that we need to work really hard. So do you think, do you see that as more of the truth or more of like, you need something to learn from like maybe a dark period or maybe everyone's different. There's a lot to that. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, the dark periods don't necessarily equate with working hard. I think the, what I take from the working hard is we take a lot of pride, especially as Americans and saying, I work 80 hours Mm. a week. Americans love it. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. It's like, we boast that we're stressed and Mm. we're burnt. And I was one of those people. And everyone else is a slacker. And because, because, you know, my parents taught us hard work. I am a hard worker, but I've learned that it doesn't have to come at the expense of my health, uh, my family, my friends, especially my health. I am the one that works too hard and I never hear the <laughs> signals and I'm, you know, my health is what's, and which when we work too hard and we're too stressed, it always turns out to be disease in some way, shape or form. So it's because it's dis-ease, Right. So, um, I truly believe, but I still go back and forth between them. Maybe I'm not working hard enough. Um, Mm -hmm. and, but am I working too hard? But when I look back at things and I, I have been able, I can look back and reflect and go, well, when I've gotten this thing, I wasn't like sweating over it. I just kind of did the work and allowed it to unfold the way that it did. And it came to me. Mm. The things that I have gotten that I have really wanted have come to me with ease. Like you didn't with have to ease. grind. Yeah. I was doing, I was taking action, but I wasn't taking mm. such, I wasn't taking such stressful action. I wasn't, you know, beating my head against the wall. The, the, yes. the times where I'm working so hard are the times where it's just not happening. Right. Mm. Think of when you're trying so hard to do something and your body just stiffens up. Are you going to be flexible to do anything? No, you can't move. Mm. <laughs> and it's the same, it's the same thing. Um, 
there have been times where I would look, I've been upset because things didn't come fast enough. And that's where I go, oh, didn't I work hard enough? Or maybe I should have done this. Because again, we live in this society that says you have to work really hard. Otherwise you're not going to be successful. Totally. Or like you said, or you're a slacker or you're this or you're that. And I do believe that it will come to you and you don't have to work so hard. And it is all about having fun. But, you know, I was raised by parents who worked hard and taught to work hard and I'm loyal and I have integrity and this and that. So I do struggle sometimes and I've been known to be a bit of a workaholic and work three jobs. And so I have to find my balance um, with that as well and what that means for me. That's really good advice. And good advice. I think social media like kind of pushes that whole like having to be like successful and having things happen really quickly. Cause you uh-huh. see like younger and younger people be like rich and famous and like, like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and then, yeah. And it's just like, but I do notice recently that there's like a mission against hustle culture and like everyone's trying to like, well, not everyone, but people are trying to slow down and enjoy life more and not like burn out. Cause I know that's a big thing. Yeah, definitely. And there's nothing wrong with a little hustle, but is it coming at the expense of your health or, yeah. you know, things yeah. like that? So you and to- is it the only way that you're going to get what you want? Like, exactly. probably not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, do you believe that our world is a direct projection of our subconscious? I know that's, that's like a an big interesting. Thing. That is a big question. <laughs> I feel like whenever I re- I look into the law of attraction, it's like, oh, your entire world is just a projection of you and your yeah. own thoughts. I know. <laughs> it re- and no, it really, it really is. And again, um, I think just being a human being, and as Abraham says, in our physical shoes, it's th- this is our human experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy, like we've talked about already, it is easy to get caught up in all the stuff and this is happening and this is your fault or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so do I believe it? Yes. Do I get caught up in my own stuff just as much as anybody else does? Mm-hmm. I do. Cause then of I'm like, course. well, why did that happen? And why is that person doing that? First of all, why is it any of my business? It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, (laughs) yeah. And, and I have to remind myself of that. Like, I don't, you, what you're doing is none of my business and I have to bring it back to me. It matters what, what I'm doing. And that's where my focus is, is what's going to bring, you know, whatever into, into my environment, into my experience. And so, yes, I do believe it, but I think sometimes I get sucked into all the rest of the stuff, just like everybody else. Um, because it's, it's easy. We're human around us. Yeah. yeah we're human. Mm-hmm. This is a human experience. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're meant, we're down here learning things and trying to figure this all out. And it's never all done because it's a constant evolution of things and it's a constant journey. Yeah. I think just recognizing when you do those things, is like really great because like, yeah, we're all going to judge noticing. people like it happens. Yeah. <laughs> but if yeah. you can recognize it and be like, Oh, I should stop doing that. Then I think you're doing a great job. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. No, that actually is true. Like I have little, I have little like ways. I'm like, all right, stop being Miss Judgy McJudgerson or, (laughs) you know, just those little things that I say to myself to remind, and again, my, you know, with this, that, what that person is doing is none of your business kind of thing. (laughs) Or like, I feel like rather than beating yourself up over a negative thought, just be like proud of yourself for catching it, you know? Mm -hmm. Cause like, 
so a lot of the times we don't and we just like let our brains go, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, our brains are, <laughs> are there's so many, um, I, it's like this humongous number of how many thoughts go through our brain at yeah, any given time. Like 16,000 or something. It's even like bigger that. than that. And then we have <laughs> like all these other layers where other thoughts are. So yeah, <laughs> you just, yeah. just be proud of yourself that, Oh, I caught that. And now I can do something about it. You know, it's all about like the subconscious and like what you believe in the subconscious. Cause you can't really control your thoughts all the time. Well, see law of attraction would, would, uh, would argue with that. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and even, you know, again, there's deeper ones that we're not aware of that mm-hmm. are just there. Um, but, and then there's automatic ones. They're the ones you try to catch because they're the beliefs your automatic belief. Okay. Um, and they're the ones you want to try to catch because especially if they're negative, you want to make sure that you take care of that and you change it and that's changing the mindset. So mm-hmm. you actually do have control of what you're thinking. Okay. What you don't have control over is other people and what they're thinking and how they're behaving and how they're feeling. But I always say to all my clients, we have three, we have really great things that we can control, which is what we're thinking, how we're behaving and how we're feeling. But don't get me wrong. I definitely (laughs) will be like, but I can't, that's, you know, I can't control what I'm thinking. And then I have to correct myself and be like, but you absolutely can. But the general, you'll hear it all the time. Well, you know, um, you'll hear people say, I mean, the general public, the general idea is, well, we can't always control what we're thinking, but you absolutely can. See, I thought that, and I've listened to plenty of podcasts about law of attraction. It's hard to like, remember all of it, but. Oh yeah. It's so, and it's not even just, it's not even just a teaching of law of attraction. I mean, that's what we teach in therapy with things like solution focused therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, You do have a lot of control over that. Now, listen, there might be other things happening that might take some control over that, but you know, that's, that's other stuff, which is, you know, more in depth mental health and and brain health and things like that. But, um, your, your thoughts that, you know, are happening, you do, you do have control over, which is why I teach awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now I had to, um, be more aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep reminding myself. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the best things that you could do to remind yourself is, you know, at any given moment, if you start to recognize that you're not feeling great. So if you're feeling sad or irritated or anxious, so I'm, you know, I'm by nature, I'm, I'm an anxious person. I'm a worrier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, you know, it's just who I am. Um, but you know, one of the things that you can do is just stop yourself and, you know, ask yourself, what do I want? You know, just sit yourself down. What do I want? Right. And just let the answer come. And then, you know, the second question to that is why do I want it? Mm, Yeah. And then, you know, how will I feel when I get it? Right. So that actually comes from, you know, my training, um, through my certification class, Um, and, uh, you know, there are three really great questions. And even if you don't remember the other ones, the best question you can ask yourself is, well, what do I want right now? Mm -hmm. Um, and and just wait for the answer. I mean, one time, you know, I was having a really bad morning. Um, and so I was like, I'll go out for a run. Maybe that'll feel, I'll feel better. I came back feeling worse. So I sat down and I was like, what do I want? What do I want? And it must've taken like five minutes or so. And the thought that came to me was, I really want to shower right now. (laughs) And so I just got up and I gave myself that thing and I took a shower, you know what I mean? And you can take it step by step by step. Um, And again, asking it is given, right? Ask yourself what it is that you want. You have all the answers. You just have to learn to listen. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a great small example of just tuning in for a second, mm-hmm. which like seems so overlooked, but some we really aren't tuned in that often, mm-hmm. you know, I've found that journaling helps with like, kind of figuring that stuff out for me tuning in definitely mm-hmm. oh yeah there's there's so many little tricks that you can I'm a journaler I haven't journaled in a while I go off and on um, but journaling really helps lots of different ways you can journal too um, yeah I like to write I get a lot of things out by writing um, but I'm also um, you know for me movement is is big obviously yeah. <laughs> you know I'm a yoga teacher I was a dancer growing up so movement is super huge for me to just help me you know get things out tell my story be creative um, writing and movement running has also been an amazing, um, tool for me physically to help me. Um, I do a lot of thinking, <laughs> um, or none, um, on my runs. Um, sometimes it's very meditative for me. Sometimes it's a little more active. Um, and meditation is another one that has been really fantastic for me. I've gone through probably some of my most, some of my most difficult transformations during meditation. Mm, meditation's great. I'm trying to like mm-hmm. do it more often. Mm-hmm. I did it today. So yeah, it was only five minutes, but still, that's okay. That's great. I did not do it today. <laughs> I feel like I'm bad at it and I get so frustrated, but, but that's, I feel but like that's part of the process. I know. I know. <laughs> that's why I like guided meditations personally yeah. and not at the like level of just sitting there and blocking everything out. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back. We can wrap up soon. Um, I want to circle back to what you were saying about how the law of attraction is working all the time, whether you want to believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just want to touch on before we go, just anyone that would listen to this and and understand like the psychology aspect of it, but um, maybe think that the law of attraction is too out there for them. What would you say to someone who would like scoff at it? You know, like give us some examples of how it's always working and we just don't notice. So, um, I have to say, um, and I hope she doesn't kill me, but my best friend was one of those who scoffed at me and she's a therapist. She's a fellow therapist. And, um, so she was one I kind of treaded lightly and, you know, talking about it around. And so, um, what I did, I actually just challenged her and I said, all right, do this one thing for me, play this little game with me. (laughs) And then, and then you can come back and give me your feedback and your opinion or or whatever. And I've actually done this with, um, even clinicians I've done. It's such a simple little game. I've done it myself. Um, so what I told her to do was I said, write down three things that you would want to attract and be pretty, um, detailed with it, like, keep it simple, but just be detailed. Like, you know, um, like we were saying earlier, don't, don't get it confusing or, you know, make it too general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just write it down and then every once in a while, maybe look over it, but just be really aware of your surroundings and let me know if it comes to you. <clears throat> and I said, you know, don't hold on to any like specific image of how you want it to come to you. Just be on the lookout for the thing right? Whether it's all the things or just one of the things she went ahead and did it. And I don't remember what all her three things were, but I remember one of the things was yellow roses and there was a little more detail of it, but she came back to me and she said, guess what? (laughs) I saw the yellow roses (laughs) in this little store that she never noticed before. I guess it was a forest. I don't even know what it was, but I saw the yellow roses and, you know, okay, there might be something to this one. I've played this game before and I've made it so outrageous 
like for the things I wanted to look for that it was like, I'll never see these things. The one time um, I was like, all right, a purple monkey. Don't know why I just picked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what the third, I don't, the second thing was um, seeing my dad's initials. It was shortly, I think after my dad had um, died. So I was like, I want to see his initials in order. And then I don't remember what the third thing was. So the purple monkey, I'm sitting at my parents' house, but I guess visiting my mom, the TV's on. I don't know what was on because I never knew what she would watch. And all of a sudden I looked up, I don't know, it was a commercial or a TV program. And I see this purple monkey and I was like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. And then, um, so I was like, all right, there you go. Thank you universe. You always got to thank the universe. And then, um, the, the one with my dad's initials, I was driving down, I was driving for work and, um, or I think for work, I don't remember. Anyway, I think it was the Atlantic city expressway and you know how they have like the blue signs, um, usually on the left-hand side, this sign was on the left-hand side while I was driving South. And I don't know what the sign was for, but I happened to look up at it and I don't remember what the other stuff was, but it said CP, which are my dad's initials and all these things came very close together, you know? Um, And again, I had been practicing. I played this game a couple of times. Um, It was an assignment that I had given the clinicians that I was um, supervising at the time. So, um, you know, have fun with it is what I would tell people and just, you know, look around, look around you, see, see what's coming, you know, into your awareness. What are your surroundings? What was that thing that you wanted? Even if it's like a parking spot um, and, it, and it's always the littlest things um, that'll happen. And, and, and I'll be like, Oh, okay, well, there you go. Thanks universe. You know, and you always, always make sure you say thank you. <laughs> I'm going to play this game tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try it. Oh my gosh. Well, let me, I, I, I meant for like, I meant to be wrapping up, but now I have to ask you this. Yeah. Do you believe in coincidences? I do not. I didn't think you would. <laughs> yeah, I do not. And I don't think I ever did. Yeah. Um, I think I just used that word because I didn't know any other word and I didn't know any better. Um, but then when I really started, um, understanding the law of attraction, it, I, I learned that what I thought was a coincidence was really this happening. Um, so no, I don't believe in coincidences or accidents. I believe that there's something behind it. It might take us a little bit to figure out what it is, but yeah. Yeah. I think as soon, like, I think recently, I want to say like at the beginning of this year, I decided, like, I just switched my head. Like I no longer believe in coincidences and I swear I know, I feel like I notice signs all the time now Yeah. as soon as I made that switch. So I love that so much. I love the story. I love the game because I feel like it's, it's really easy for someone to be like, okay, like I believe I'm on board with the fact that your thoughts create your reality, your thoughts dictate your day. Like, I think that's kind of easy to get on board with from a psychology aspect, but I want the goal of this episode just for people to be like, you know what, maybe it's not so crazy for the universe to be on my side. Like just that sentence, you know what Uh I mean? Like, that's uh not so crazy. Yeah. So thank you so much. I think you did such a great job. Uh Thank you guys. Um, painting that picture for us. Um, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you, social media, anything like that? Absolutely. So um, you can find me on LinkedIn as you did. So I am there. Um, <laughs> I exposed can... myself. <laughs> it's totally okay. I don't mind. That's why I'm there. You can find me um, on Facebook because I still use Facebook. <laughs> and and um, so I have a business page on Facebook. Um, so you can find me there, Danielle Pascal. Um, and then you can also find me just personally, Danielle Pascal, LCSW, 
Life Coach and RYT. I also have a free group on Facebook called the Mind Body Experience. Um, you do not have to be friends with me to find it. You can find it on your own. It's free. I share lots of things all related to the mind and body. Um, I share law of attraction. I share yoga stuff. I share breath. I share all these different things that I'm into. Um, so you can find me in those places. Um, I am on Instagram as Danny P dance, and you can probably do, just Google me, <laughs> I guess too. You're Googleable. I am just don't confuse me with the other Danielle Prescott who lives in New York. Well, we'll put all the information in the show notes so people yes. can easily find it. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate it so much. Thank you guys for yes. having me. This was so much fun. Thank yeah, you. I know this is I a loaded a topic. Yes. I learned a lot and I know this is a loaded topic. So thank you for taking, I'm sure you could go into this for hours and hours, but thank <laughs> mm-hmm. you so much for sitting down with us and, and getting into it. It really was so much yeah, fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Thank, thank you so you. much.